0: Today, we're talking about how you can plan effectively for an in-person and digital experience this Easter. Are you ready? Because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time. (laughs) Hello, heroes. This is Tom Pounder, and welcome to the YM Psychic podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about digital tools and trends that are happening around the world with ministry leaders and how we can apply them into our specific context. And today, I'm really excited to have Ben Stapley back on. Ben is the weekend experience guy at Christ Fellowship in Miami, Florida, a very warm location, as he shares with us in the interview. But what we talk about today is not what the weather is like in Miami, Florida, but how we can be properly preparing for an online and an in-person experience this coming Easter. Easter is right around the corner, as he points out. It's right around the corner, and if you haven't started planning now, we need to start planning and getting the ball rolling. So we go over how you can make this experience wonderful, both online and in-person this Easter. What are you going to do? Let's find out in today's interview with Ben Stapley. All right, with me right now is Ben Stapley. Ben, how are you?
1: Um, I'm doing incredible down here in sunny Miami, Florida. Not to rub it in, but it is yeah. gorgeous. Having a blast. I think I'm going to go outside and do some tanning right after this podcast with you. Stop.
0: I mean, do you can you guys still tan right now?
1: Um, well, I'm. Uh, I have English blood in me, so I don't tan very easily. But uh, most people, when they come down here at this season, would crisp right up. So yes, yes, you can yeah. tan down here right now.
0: Yeah. See, it's uh, it's about thirty three degrees right now, and we just had snow earlier today. And so yeah, that's. I am a little jealous by that. So. Um, well, Ben, again, you've been on the podcast before. Um, and so you're not a stranger, especially if you're involved with the online community, you know, and have heard of Ben. But if someone has not heard of you, briefly describe what you do and, and what not.
1: Yeah, so I, my full time job, I have the pleasure of serving on the executive team at Christ Fellowship Miami. Uh, We have seven campuses locally, and then 10 internationally. Uh, Our pre-COVID, you always have to give your pre-COVID numbers. Uh, My pre-COVID numbers is we had about uh, 8,000 guests on a weekend. And so as the weekend experience director, that's a fancy title, what does that mean? Uh, I got a chance to oversee the experience from the streets to the seats, and then most importantly, to the screens, right? How do we leverage those other hours in the week. And how do we take that service, that experience, that one hour service and extrapolate it over the course of the week and continue to make followers of Christ. Uh, So that's my passion. That's what I get a chance to oversee. been doing it down here for three years and loving it. In addition to that, I get a chance to coach and consult with churches on the side as well.
0: Yeah, you you have a fantastic website. Hey, tell everyone your website real quick, and then we'll talk about it later too.
1: Well, I'm going to push them towards this. I'm going to push. We're talking about Easter spoilers. It's coming up. 60 days left. And so, if you want to, if you want to, not just check out the website, check out how I can help you plan Easter. Go to uh, get this planeaster.com. Uh, and that's where you can find information about me and how I can help you take the next steps as you're again 60 days left as you're yeah. trying to plan Easter this year.
0: Yeah, it's uh you're a great resource. I love all the content you have, and again, I'll I'll ask you to share at the end uh, your all your information so people can connect with you if they haven't already. But you're you're awesome. Uh, okay, so let's talk about let's get into the Easter. Uh, we live in a completely different world than we did last year. When we were planning Easter last year, we were planning for primarily in person, and then it got squashed where many of us couldn't even meet in person. We had to meet all online. Um, In fact, that's where my church was. We met all online and it was just this weird, surreal feeling of Easter last year in 2020. But now we've learned a lot. We've done a lot. Hopefully. 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 That's right. That is true. Um, And uh, so what as we're getting ready for Easter, you said 60 days away. That's not a lot of time. That's less than basically less than two months away. So mm-hmm. where where are we at, and what should we be thinking about as we're planning right now for Easter?
1: So not to shame people, but <laughs> if you haven't started yet, stop the podcast now and start planning. Uh, would be the first thing, and the second, you, you already addressed it, right? So the first year we kind of had a bit of an excuse that um, we're we're figuring out Easter online for a lot of churches. Yeah. Uh, we are a year into this. We no longer have an excuse to put our worst foot forward. We have the opportunity to put our best foot forward uh, in person, but more importantly, online, because that's where you're going to have a bigger reach. So think that through. Make sure as you're planning your Easter service, you're not just thinking about the in-person experience, but you're thinking about the online. And then in terms of like big picture vision stuff, I always encourage churches to do two things. First of all, make sure there's a clear action step. You're going to have a lot of first-time guests with you. It's probably the service that attracts the most first-time guests over the course of the year, uh, before Mother's Day and before Christmas. So have a clear action step and a follow-up plan with those first-time guests. And then also, this is for the creatives, have another series that you're pushing and you're promoting. So oftentimes when we plan our holiday services, we plan them and we put all our effort there, right? And then the teams are spent. And then it's like, what's happening next week? I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't have the energy. I don't care what's happening next week. I was, I was doing 70-hour weeks to pull off Easter. Yeah. And so for our guest who comes to Easter, that's great. And then we say, come back next week for something. We're not sure what it is. And our our salesmanship on that callback series is usually pretty low. So whatever effort you're taking towards Easter, make sure you take some of that effort and throw it towards your callback series or your callback message. What are you calling people back to? And what is something that's going to be very um, informative and relevant for people who are far from Christ? How are you connecting with them afterwards as well?
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. We we actually do that. Um, for Easter, we do this very well at my church. We actually have, we bring in a guest speaker a lot of times for the very next week. And there have been times when our guest speaker has attracted more people to our services than Easter has. And that's been really kind of cool to see. But then then we have that drop off. I like what you say. What are you inviting them back to? And it, does, it, does it have to be a church service or could it be something else mm. that you can invite them back to?
1: All right. Tom, I love talking to you because you always expand my horizons and help me think outside the box Of course yeah, like they don't need to come back to a service right and that's that's the paradigm hopefully we broke a little bit this past year that um, we aren't just making we don't just have one opportunity during a week to make disciples. So yeah, what could it be? Uh, the thing I would really say is just make sure you hit the felt needs and meet people where they're at. I've seen a lot of churches do um, a series on anxiety. Or even small groups based upon that. Um, we're losing our jobs, we're losing our health, we're losing our sanity. To be frank, I've been staring at the screen 24/7. Um, I'm getting bug-eyed, and so that would be like really, you know. So maybe it's not a series you're calling people back. Maybe it's saying, "Hey, we, um, you're here," and maybe you're just barely holding it together. And if you are, we got a small group focused in an anxiety and how we tackle that from a biblical perspective. It's online. We'd love for you to sign up now. Man, sign me up. I'll come to your church if you do that, Tom. Sign me up for that.
0: That's really cool. I, I like that. That is a great idea on that. Um, w- when you're talking about a connection and like a, you, you know, when you're talking about a connection and a, a follow-up, is there a good way to do that? Is like a digital connection card? Is that something that you would do? <laughs> and like, What's the best way to kind of gather information and follow up with people?
1: I thought you had all the silver bullets. Come on. You're actually... I, <laughs> So this has been the bane of churches for the past, the bane of our existence for the past year, right? How do we, in the past, I could shove a physical connection card into their hand in a bulletin as they came in. I would put it in the seat in front of them. As they walked out, I'd put it under the window wiper in the car, just make sure they got it. So we had a lot of different ways to shove a physical connection card in their hands. We've lost that. But um, you can do that digitally as well. Obviously, you know, push people towards your URL. I personally like, pushing people towards a text option uh, because we all know how to use that very quickly and as long as you, as you give them something very memorable we have we we've camped on the number 31 31 31 I don't know why we picked it but it's fun like we'll we'll stay in our services and if you um if you'd like to give towards the ministry of Christ fellowship um, just type in give to and the you know the host holds out the mic and everyone says 31, 31 31 31 so like it's like a it's a mantra of ours now and you'd have to be living on our under a rock not to know how to get connected at christ fellowship so um a text service is super helpful have fun with it but don't just rely on the physical because nobody wants to pick up your physical things right now and actually i've seen a lot i'm sure you've seen this as well we've done this as well a lot of churches will put um they'll take that qr code that links towards that and they'll print it and put it on the seats the pews whatever you have in front of people and so you could even do that just pick up your phone and we scan that so we tell people two action steps text it or if you're lazy Take a photo of the QR code in front of you. There's no excuse not to get connected.
0: It, it seems like QR codes have had a rebirth of sorts, right?
1: Is there a stock we can get in on that? I missed the GameStop <laughs> one. So maybe, you know, maybe we can get in the QR code.
0: Yeah, right. It is really interesting. We started using a little bit of QR codes as well in, my, in our church. And it's been really kind of a cool thing. And it's super easy. So.
1: Yes, they, they that and Zoom, there were the win, that Zoom and the word pivot were the winners of
0: 200. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Okay, so you're starting to plan, you're talking about next steps and what to bring them back for. What else should we be thinking about in regards to Easter?
1: So, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of digital next steps. And the, actually, actually, the first one I'm going to give you is a physical one. Okay, so it's the photo booth, low hanging fruit, right? Everyone gets dressed up in their Sunday best. Mom has pulled everyone to church and they're looking half decent. Well, let they're looking good. They want to take a photo, give them an environment to do that, you know, um, put up a fern and a bench, really easy to pull that off. And it's it does two things. First of all, it, it gives them something that is valuable to them. It gives them a chance to take that family photo while they're still looking good and before the kids go running home and tear out of their clothes. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a value. You always want to give value to people. And then second of all, it's a value to you as an organization because you know what they're going to do? They're going to post that. And if you had your church branding behind it, it's yeah. free advertisement. Um, so leverage a photo. You leverage the physical, which is engages people digitally as they post it on social. Would be the first thing I'd say. And then another really big. Um, digital step is a landing page. So whatever your church website is, it needs to have a slash Easter. So okay. as people intuitively type it in, they can find it. And then it's just one page that has all the information for your Easter services. I'm sure there's other ways you're going to direct people towards it. You're going to have a image on their homepage that directs there. Maybe it's in your drop-down menu as well, but make sure to, and I've seen some churches where they just Easter 2019, best experience yet. I'm like, man, I'm not going to remember that. Yeah, But I'm going to remember your URL slash Easter. Again, make it easy for your people.
0: Yeah, that, that is really cool. Okay, so let's talk about this photo booth real quick because I think some of the barriers I think in my head when I'm thinking of photo booth is I got to buy a nice backdrop. I got to spend all this money. But what you're saying is keep it simple. You you can get plants. You can get a bench. These are all things that you guys have really easy right around your your facility or or people can bring them in. So wouldn't it be a a high cost expenditure,
1: right? No, it's um, very, very low cost. And you you may even have some of that furniture on site at your church already. It's just like grabbing that and repositioning it. And so, you know, hey, we got the bench in the the foyer. Can we grab it from that Sunday and move it to where we're going to take a photo of it? And we got some plants. Can we gather them? So even just utilizing your current resources, I would say this, if you do have, I'm sure somebody in your church does because I think we all bought them. Um, a ring light, right? Yeah. When you when you get older like me, you got to use whatever tools you can to to make yourself look decent. Yeah, right. True. So grab grab that ring light. Yep. And take it to your church and throw it up there because it'll make people look decent as well. And you got to get rid of the crow's feet somehow, Tom. <laughs> That's how I do it.
0: Yeah, well, no, listen, I like it. The reason why I don't use my ring light as much anymore is because when I do it, it reflects on my glasses. Oh.
1: Or you have to wear the glasses at this weird angle. Yeah, Like you have to like.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. And so I, I try to actually put a cover on my ring light now and everything like that. But ring lights are super cheap too. I mean, they're not that expensive.
1: 50 bucks and it, it goes, again, it, and it's beyond making value, it's perceived value, right? So when I go with my family to step up, Oh wow, like they really thought about me. They they put the bench, they put the fern, and they put the $50 ring light. Thank you, XYZ Church. I may come back and visit you guys again next week.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um what about, what about hashtags? Are hashtags still valuable?
1: Well, if QR codes are still valuable, <laughs> hashtags are still, yes. <laughs> still valuable. So, yeah, and I would say they're, they're, they are they're have a lot of different values. In terms of your Easter experience, I would try to um, create a hashtag for your people that they can leverage where you, you can post a photo and you can see other people posting it as well. Now, the trick is finding one that isn't already squatted on by another church. And yeah. so for us, we're down here in Miami. Uh, and then um, we're Christ Fellowship Miami. And then there's Christ Fellowship West Palm and with Todd Mullins. And they're probably like twice the size of us, maybe three times the size of us. Anyways, they've been sitting on, they've been not sitting on, you can't sit on a hashtag. Anyone can use it. They've been leveraging the hashtag um, Easter at CF for years. And so if you type it in, they pop up. So we ain't competing with them. They got it. God bless. Yeah. So we're using Easter with CF. It's not yeah. as easy, but before you choose your hashtag, just make sure. There isn't a bigger church around the corner that's using it. And then your hashtag is going to get lost in the sea of their photos. Um, So that would be helpful to to leverage it. And then obviously pick one that is short, memorable, and hopefully no one else is over leveraging right now.
0: Yes. See, I'm glad you struggle with the the same name for a different church. Because my church is New Life Christian Church, and we there are so many New Life churches out there in the world, it is unbelievable. So it's like trying to find a hashtag, trying to like we get tagged on random things. Sometimes it's like, what is going on here? So it's it's
1: very different, very unique.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever used a Snapchat geo filter?
1: Uh, we, we haven't used that. We haven't over. We haven't leveraged Snapchat. Uh, a lot we have we've we've leveraged a lot of gifs on instagram oh cool. um i don't want to get into a contentious argument and is it gif or jif but we've yeah. we've used the gif however you pronounce it a lot and um you know we found that helpful with the target audience that we're trying to hit for us it's like a 35 year old professional guy with a family okay. and so that's what platform he's going to predominantly use and let's give him the, let's give him the gifs to use and probably a spouse to use yeah. um, a lot. And so we use that, we found that to be super helpful, but you guys have found that on Snapchat. You have a, I presume a younger audience or or trying to reach a younger audience and therefore are on Snapchat and leveraging those geo filters.
0: Well, here's the deal. We are not on Snapchat, but we are utilizing geo filters because you can create a geo filter for a period of time for a relatively cheap amount of t- space. And we, we figured we could use that as a way for them. So I wonder if they're gonna take a snap while at church they can just add in one of the filters in that location. And then again, it spreads the word about our church, New Life Christian Church, and that they had Easter here. And maybe somebody will think, oh, yeah, I've heard about this church because I saw it on Snapchat or something like that. So we're not active on the platform, but we do utilize the geo filters for, for special events. So um,
1: we also use the Facebook, um, the branded Facebook frames. Uh, for our boomers who are still on Facebook, uh, it's helpful to meet them where they're at. And so that's that's another touch that we do every holiday series. We make one of those and people can update their profile photo accordingly.
0: That's really cool. Well, something I've seen you back to the GIFs or gifts or whatever you want to call it. I actually saw you posted about this recently. You can use Venmo. You can create gifts from Venmo too from
1: your... From uh, not, not Venmo, but if you want if you want to Venmo me money, I won't stop you. Won't <laughs> Venmo, stop you. Vimeo, or Vimeo, I mean, yeah. Vimeo, yeah, yeah. Vimeo, gosh. I, and I think this is hot off the press. I think they, they, they announced this press release on January 28th. So it's pretty new. But so if you're using, let me explain things. Um, if you're using Venmo, it's a great way to archive and showcase your video content. Uh, think YouTube, but without all the ads. Great. um and so it's it's super helpful for i like it for the church because if i'm driving people there i don't need to worry about the supported and promoted content beside it or embedded into my my content and yeah. so i i really like that as a archiving and a presentation platform youtube is still great to be on i'm not dismissing it second highest rate search engine out there be on there as well but i'm saying consider vimeo um, as you're trying to archive and showcase your content on your website. Um, so anyways, that's Vimeo. What they've done is you can take within the video, a click of a button. I sound like a salesman. With a click of a button, Tom, you can um, take a portion of your video and make a GIF out of it. Uh, I'll give you the link later on. But that's And then you can use that. I found those super helpful. So people are like, so what do I do with this GIF? I like it in terms of embedding that in my email newsletter because a nice looking photo thumbnail it looks good right it's gonna it's gonna increase the um open rate of that video instead of just like watch video here in text so like text is the worst thumbnail is good but a gif where it's it's you and i doing one of these continually wow what that looks silly i'm gonna, i'm intrigued i will click on that so it's easy to do and then the the benefit is why why do all this Increases your open rate for whatever video content you're pushing people towards. Obviously, it's fun. You can just have fun with it. But if it's already within the video, leverage it to push people to the video wherever you post that and embed that experience.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that, that, that is that is very cool. I, I like it because I was thinking like, okay, this is a cool idea. How can I use this? And you just gave me a perfect opportunity to, to use it, especially as you're emailing people about Easter or, or some things coming up. Okay, talk to me some more. What what else would you suggest as we're planning through it? What what should we be thinking either digitally or in person? You know, what would we think?
1: You, we, so we've talked we've talked a lot about what the organization can do to get the word out. I'm a big proponent of empowerment. How can not we we as an organization get this out as a church to spread the word? How can we empower our people to be digital evangelists and to spread the word? The fact that they found new life in God um, and that their spiritual journey has been robust through our church, and they want someone to come alongside and to share that with them. So for us, we give a lot of digital invites. Um, If you go, as an example, cfmiami.org slash share. If you go there right now, we always, every new series, we put something out there. We have a campus reopening. We have that up there as well. Easter, we have that up there, but we have a lot of shareable content that we encourage our congregation continually go there, get that, and then post it and use it to invite a friend or a family member or co-worker to join you this coming weekend.
0: Okay. So when I heard you talk about this a while back with Jeff and Ray, uh, you did a great podcast with them talking about this stuff. And you said that I immediately went to my communications director and said, we need to do this because that is an amazing idea. Um, because I, you, I forget what the word you just used to describe it, but oh, digital evangelists. I call them digital missionaries. And the nice. same thing. But the way to empower them is to have that share page. And I'm like, that is such a simple yet powerful tool that we can have to uh, to encourage people to share digitally.
1: And here's the thing. You've already made the resources as a church, right? So just give another avenue for people to access it. Low, low low-hanging fruit. Um, And then, like you know, it empowers them to be the church, which is great.
0: I, I love it. That that thing is it's such a great idea. And it's a simple thing that people can incorporate, especially as you're getting close to Easter. But you say you're using it all year long. It keeps them in the mode the same. What can I share to other people um, and, and whatnot? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, are you meeting in person? Is your church meeting in person right now? Or are you guys shut down completely?
1: Yeah. So we reopened back in October. Um, we we're, uh, we're actually looking back in August, but then things got a little sketchy here in Florida. So we said, let's pump the brakes. And then things cl- cleared up enough where we felt comfortable uh, reopening with safe, sanit- sanitized, and spacious services. So it's not the wild, wild west. Everyone's still mandatory to wear masks, six feet of social distancing, and we're t- cleaning off high touch points in between services. So that's happening. Mm-hmm. We've done that since um, our reopening. It's funny. I, we, I was just talking through our staff about our attendance in person attendance numbers. And it it kind of plateaued in from October to uh, December, those three months, it was pretty much the same. And this past month, the encouraging news this past month was that we've seen about um, a 15% increase over this past month. Now that's part of that. It's probably the, it's a new year. I got to go back to the, I got to get my body in shape. I didn't get my soul in shape. I'm going to come back to church. Um, but we're we're celebrating that and looking to build upon that as the year progresses as well. That being said, we only have about um, about 40% of our congregation back from pre-COVID numbers at our physical sites. Okay. Uh, and again, I always, always clarify at our physical sites because a lot of them are still online and engaging and growing online. And we want to celebrate that. The only win for us isn't, let's get them all back. Yeah. But no, how do we engage them wherever they're at?
0: That's that's a great thing that you just said there because our churches we're about twenty five to thirty percent now, uh, but I've been hearing a lot of churches in that twenty percent range, twenty to thirty percent range, Um, and so then the tendency would be to think, okay, we have to shift all our focus on in person again, and that's the thing you have to fight because we've made so much progress digitally. So as you're you're continuing to process digitally and balancing the in person and, and digital. Is there anything that you're offering for Easter in person that would be special that maybe entice them to come to in person? Or are you guys just really content with what where you're at right
1: now? It's funny. It's a great question. We're actually looking at it from the other side of the coin. So we're saying, what can we do that's a wow moment online? So okay. in, in person, I think I think we're gonna get people there, but what do we do differently and unique? Because it's our largest campus. Um, it has about, you know, uh, I think about like four times the attendance there in contrast to all of our physical campuses. And so what, if, we're, if there's a wow moment, it's not in person. It's online for us. That's where we're pushing in ships and trying to cash them in.
0: That's, that's great.
1: So we're, we're flying to Jerusalem. If you want to come with us, we're going to film there. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, we're in Temple of Mount.
0: <laughs> that, that, is, that, that is awesome. Do you do anything differently in your digital experience than you do on in person? Like, do you break away to, you know, Online chat host or anything like that at, during the service?
1: Yeah, so you, and we're, we're you know, I'm, I'm joking about it, and um, like flying off to Jerusalem and filming something there. And I've seen churches do that, which is great. Uh, I'm not trying to besmirch that. We don't have that budget to do that right now. Um, but I um, we do try to do things that are unique and leverage other environments that aren't just your stage and so like for us we're, we're, we're we've been brainstorming already and what's something that's cheap and easy for us and so like, um you know it's um the lily is considered like you know an easter flower wouldn't it be awesome if uh, whoever's communicating or even if it's just our host they were in a floral shop first of all it's going to look pretty and then second of all it changes the scenery so it's something different where i'm engaged yeah. uh, and then third of all they could leverage that environment to proclaim the gospel in a unique way and talk about the importance of the lily and why we reference that and associate that with the easter oh that would be that would be really interesting we thought about doing this for a communion service why wow, wouldn't it be cool if we did it in a bakery mm-hmm. and like and we had like fresh you know bread in the background and you had like that fire oven roaster going on behind you wouldn't that be a very visual experience that tied to your content so as much as you can do that tie your content to your visuals it's much better than having some bookshelf behind you
0: Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I I love it. I I love the different ideas. And again, part of the reason why I like talking with you is you guys have so many great ideas and so many great thoughts. Talk to me real quick about your chat hosts. Are you doing anything Hmm. differently in preparation for Easter? uh, Talking with your chat hosts in particular.
1: Great. So I'm a you know, there's the whole. uh, I was going back with some people this past week. Uh, Is you know, do you push people to the live experience or on demand? Obviously, the answer is both. Um, That being said. Uh, Live has a special place in my heart because I, I have served as a chat host in the past, and I know what it looks like to when, when the preacher says, join a small group, and I can give that small group a link right there, and I can pe- see people signing up real time because mm-hmm. if I empowered them with the URL, there's just a real time tangibleness. Um, On-demand is great in relationship for convenience. Live is great in terms of community. And so it's a great way to foster that. So to answer your question, coming back to it, I will come back to it, Tom, I promise. (laughs) I would double up your chat hosts. So whatever you you normally do, uh, double them up for that weekend because you never have a first time, never have a second chance to make a first uh, impression. So in terms of that impression, you, worst case you know what someone going to your live experience with chat host and there's just a tumbleweed a digital tumbleweed blowing across and there's nobody there and it's crickets you know you're like hello is anybody here um that's bad so having whatever your chat host is double it up and so they can f- engage with each other foster uh, conversation that invites people to participate with it so um, double 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 them up and prepare them as well.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That, that is great. I, you know, on those big services in particular, it's always, it's always great to have more uh, so that you can keep everyone safe, engaging and keeping the conversation going uh, along. Okay. So I've hit you all over the different parts of, of about Easter. What is it that I haven't asked you that you would like to share about Easter as people are preparing to uh, get ready again, 60 days away.
1: Hmm. So one of the things, an adage I like to park on is don't forget the last P. So oftentimes we do a great job of planning. That's what we're talking about right now. How do we do this? And then we're going to roll up the promotion and then let's spread the word. But oftentimes as we forget the last P, prayer. How do we pray for this as well? So we can have the best strategy the best plan, the best marketing, the best promotion, but at the end of the day, if God is going to do a supernatural work in the lives of the people coming to your church, you need to be in front of him in prayer and ask for that. Um, And he will give generously. So don't forget that last P, don't forget to pray, and don't forget to acknowledge that he is the one who's going to be transforming lives this holiday service, not because of the fact that you're recording in a nice bakery or flower (laughs) shop.
0: Dude, that that is such a great re- reminder and an important one because I remember um, we have a connection with a, a church in India, and this was years ago. This was probably six, seven years ago. They came over to visit us, this church, and and see what was happening. And they visited a few other churches around the East Coast. And as they were leaving, our pastor asked them, "They're like, what what is it that you've you know learned, and what is it that you've gotten out of this trip?" And they said. Uh, uh not the exact phrase but basically it's amazing what you guys can do without
1: prayer ooh i knew you were going to go there
0: yeah it's in in the fact that we don't pray nearly enough and we we rely so much on us and not on god and his supernatural power and so that's so i'm glad you said that that's a fantastic word on that
1: what an indictment of the north american church uh but hey we always have a chance to turn and come back to him. So may we do that this Easter.
0: That's true. Well, Ben, it is, man, you are awesome. You are such a great resource. You're great to talk to. And um, I love seeing all the stuff you're doing as we wrap up, just share with people where they can connect with you uh, social wise, uh, web stuff wise. Um, You know, you already talked about planeaster.com, and I'll have that in the show notes, but how else can they connect with you?
1: Yes, yeah, um, social. Uh, ben Stapley. I think I'm on all of them, other than the snap. I'm, I'm not. I haven't made the jump to TikTok yet. Maybe that's another conversation, Tom, and you can convince me accordingly. I have not. <laughs> I have not done Clubhouses either. I feel so ancient at this point. What? <laughs> um, uh, but uh, connect with me there. And then the other thing too is if you go to if you go to planeaster.com, you'll see a, a free resource for Easter um, of how to additional resources of how to plan easter online Uh, i kind of scoured the interwebs and found the best free resource so i've compiled them all at one place you don't have to give your email address you don't have to sign up for anything it's just a free downloadable uh, pdf with links from some other incredible all-stars uh in the online space so if you're looking looking to grow beyond this conversation check out that resource download it learn from other people
0: that's awesome and i'll include all your your social accounts on the show notes. So people can just easily click that as long as well as the plan Easter, they'll just be able to click that. So that's great. Well, Ben, as always, it's great having you on. So thanks so much for being with me today. Of course. All right. So there you have it. My conversation with Ben, it is great having him on uh, because even though he's the weekend experience director where he has to look at online and in person together, he has an online background. He's been involved with online church for a number of years and uh, he's someone who's got a ton of great content. So if you are not following him, definitely click on the, the social channels uh, that I got on the show notes and his website and theplaneaster.com because that's just tons of great resources that he's given away uh, and that you can get and be encouraged for, not just for Easter but for many other uh, events and church activity down the road. But I would love to hear from you. What do you think? What did you, what stood out to you about this uh, conversation what was something good what is something we missed maybe uh, i would love to hear from you on this so definitely hit me up on twitter i'm at ta pounder that's my twitter handle you can uh hit me up there i'd love to continue that conversation or you can even email me tom at ymsychic.com all right heroes well thanks so much for joining me as always you can go to ymsychic.com for all my content but you can also subscribe to this directly on spotify or on itunes i've got these coming out every other week the Every other week that I do, I do that Digital and 5 show. Again, you can find that at YMSidekick.com. And also information about the Digital Boot Camp Facebook group. It's a group where all ministers come to get some digital tools and trends and learn about it together, and we share and encourage each other as we learn how to do ministry in this very fidgetal world that we're living in today. So I hope you're able to do that. All right, Heroes well. again, thanks so much for joining me, and until next time, have a great one.